up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Chum 104.5. Chum 104.5. Horoscopes. Aries. Your positive attitude makes you especially strong today. This will make you radiate positive energy, be more peaceful, and improve your mental health. Taurus. Don't let others' responsibilities distract you from your work. After you complete all your assignments, then you go have fun. Gemini. Embrace your spiritual growth and make peace with hurts and disappointments. You should be proud of what you've achieved. The progress you've made so far is no small feat. Cancer. Oh, there's no way to escape the gossip that surrounds you no matter how hard you try. Try not to get caught up in all the drama. Leo. There's been a lot going on and it's been hard to get in touch with everyone close to your heart. Make the most of the time. Fill it with joy, fun, and laughter. Virgo. The people around you extol your virtues, but you don't believe them because you question their motives. The confidence you have in yourself will finally come. Libra. In order to reach out to people, you're going to need to step out of your comfort zone. The experience will enlighten you in more ways than you can imagine. Scorpio. Taking things at face value today won't serve you well. It's important to do your research, no matter how good it sounds. Sagittarius. The tension between you and your friends has reached a point where no one is talking anymore. Capricorn. You're trying to be someone you're not to win over everyone. You will realize at some point that you are enough to attract the people that you need. Aquarius. Your future new self will thank you for not being embarrassed. Now is the time to take control of your emotional health. Pisces. There may be a slowdown in the honeymoon phase. You will experience that mushy, gushy romance once more. Don't give it up. There's always a rainbow after a storm. Okay. If you're looking for some more horoscope, check them out. Chum1045.com on our website on the Marilyn Dennis and Jamar page. Now, back to the morning show. Good morning. With Marilyn Dennis and Jamar. The only way to wake up. On Chum1045. Very nice. Sweater weather. <laughs> Winter side? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like statement sweater weather. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's, it's, it's chilly this morning. Uh, tonight, the overnight low tomorrow is going to be eight. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's been a while. I dipped uh, out of the d- double digits and went a little lower. So, yeah. And then we're talking about uh, weather as we go throughout the week. Kelsey McCune from uh, CTV's Your Morning said, Thursday, here it comes, the first real big day of fall in the sense of weather. Okay. Fine sweater weather. How do you feel about it? It's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Like you know, it's 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 uh it's cozy as they say. It's cozy weather. Yeah. You know, you get to uh you know throw on something nice, maybe layer if you choose, and just yeah. kind of you know curl up a little bit. It's one of those things where you take a coat in the morning and then like who is this guy right? Like, right <laughs> I know. And then you leave and then you leave your coat on a, on a chair somewhere and you go home and you go what happened to that coat? Yeah. By the afternoon it's warm. High today is twenty five. So almost halfway through September. Okay. Okay. Here we are. Uh, wow, I know. That's that's crazy to hear, actually. Halfway through September. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. What's trending in Toronto with Azalea Hart? Let me know, let me know. There has been tons of back and forth on whether or not Monday is going to be a holiday in honor of the Queen and her funeral. Premier Ford announced yesterday that it will not be a statutory holiday, but it will be a day of mourning. So he said this allows students uh, to be in school, learning about the many contributions that the Queen made to the people of Ontario, Canada, and the entire Commonwealth, as well as the ascension of King Charles III. He does, however, encourage everyone to take a moment of silence at 1 p.m. So no holiday. I don't think there should be a holiday. Right. I think we should just uh, honor her. She's a historical figure and respect that and continue on with our day. Carry on, as they say. Carry on. Yes. Um, so you're going to be hearing about this 
all day long on all of the news stations because this is a massive deal for our city. Toronto is now home to a Michelin guide, which is basically a list of the best of the best restaurants in the entire world, which is wild to think of, like that Toronto is now on par That's so cool. with restaurants in Dubai or restaurants in Paris. Um, so this is ideal for tourists when they're visiting, they're looking for the best, most exceptional dining experiences and eats. So 74 restaurants were added out of more than 17,000 restaurants that we have here. And 13 restaurants and the chefs received one Michelin star. So some of those restaurants are Allo, Don Alfonso, 1980, where I would suggest that you and I attend, yeah. Marilyn. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is at the top of... I forgot the name of the hotel. That's great. Okay, don't worry. That's about on the roof. But you were, that hosting, has, you were hosting last night, so you're tired. I was also hosting last <laughs> night. It's a, it was a big deal. Um, but that has a gorgeous view of the city and of the lake. If you want to see it, oh, Weston Harbor. Castle. Oh, thank there you. There you go. Okay. Um, Enigma Restaurant, uh, Osteria Julia. Those are a few that you can check out. And one restaurant received two stars: Sushi Masaki Saito. Um, their site actually crashed after they won because people were trying to book reservations. Ah. So um, his acceptance speech, the the chef there, Masaki Matsato, he, his, he's hilarious. He came on and he said, basically he knew. I think everybody in the audience who know. knows about yeah, the restaurant, right. when he wasn't called for the one star, they knew he was going to be called for two stars. Mm-hmm. So on his way up to the stage, um, we did have champagne ready to give out to everyone to do a champagne toast. And he... Shot back a champagne. He came on the stage, um, and I went and I grabbed my microphone and I said, "How do you feel?" And he was just like, "Hello, I'm Justin Bieber," <laughs> and so he really enjoyed his time. Uh, um, and three stars is the highest honor. Seventeen other restaurants received the Bib Gourmand, which means um, those are restaurants that serve quality food yeah. for a really good price. Wow, that's great! Listen, for all the stuff that they've all gone through over the lockdown. And that they've risen above and they still maintain and they're still open. Right. And they're maintaining such high quality. And it makes us, like, it draws people to our city. Exactly. That's so great. Uh, for the for the pizza connoisseur. In ah. <laughs> when I go to a Michelin it's star restaurant. I'm, well, yeah, just for those who haven't gone yet. Uh, right. What kind of treatment or kind of service will I expect at a Michelin star type of restaurant? Well, the um, inspectors who chose these places, they have five different criteria of how they choose what restaurants are getting that recognition. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember all of the criteria, but they go in as basically anonymous. Clients. Yeah. Like customers. Yeah. Yeah. They just go in as customers. And I guess they're looking for, right, they're looking for quality in the food. They're looking for impeccable service. Like the service, you have to feel royal, basically. But um, a lot of the restaurants that got that bib gourmand where it's, you know, affordable food, mm-hmm. those type of restaurants, they're just looking for um, flavor and just mm-hmm. very good value. Mm-hmm. So those are amazing. And the, so the event last night happened at um, the, wow. I know. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay because you're, yeah, you went to? The six o'clock version is going to be all right. Don't worry, don't don't worry about the five. Welcome back. Thank you. Hey, listen, listen. (laughs) We'll we'll hear more about this. I'm just so proud that we got that recognition. I can't wait to take the royal napkin and wipe the world tomato sauce off my royal sweatpants in one of these. You know what? None of the restaurants she mentioned I've ever attended. Okay. Looks like it won't for a while now. They're all booked. Right. Oh yeah, they're going to be booked up. All right. Thanks, Azalea. (laughs) Exciting. Marilyn Dennis and Jamar. When you wake up, wake up. Mornings on Chum 104.5. What is on your mind this morning? Well, 
<clears throat> I am looking at every article possible in even asking you yesterday how you handle a three-year-old meltdown. I'm going through that process right now, and I have to be honest with you, it's been a while. It's a phase? It's a, been a while. It is a phase. Or it's rather the phase right now? It is the phase right now. And I liked it, the word that you said phase because that's what the school said yesterday. It's just a phase, but just be, you know, it's really very, very common. Uh, and and there's sometimes there's no way to prevent them, but it's how to talk them through it. You know, it looked under meltdowns and said Three Mile Island meltdown. I'm like, well, that too. That's what it feels like sometimes. You know what I mean? So it feel like a full, like, biological hazard or whatever they're going to have. Abort, 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 you know, that kind of thing. But, uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, you and I talked yesterday about it off off uh, mic. And, you know, it's, it's, I'll tell you, the best resource is to have other parents to say, how did you manage through that? Because it's been a long time since I did. So what's the, you. what's the, the topic of meltdown usually when it goes down? Um, well, it's about um, the simplest thing. Uh, okay, it's time to put on your shoes or yeah. uh, you can put on your pajama bottoms and uh, no, no, she does the tantrum dance. You know, <laughs> with a stomping the feet or oh, like, yeah yeah no 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 but she's yeah. kind of smiling at the same time but it's kind of kind of crying at the same time and you're thinking is this because you don't want to or is this because you want to have ownership or this because you're you know you're putting a flag and saying listen you older people i'll decide when to put my pants on yeah i don't yeah i can't tell you the best way to do this i can only <laughs> tell you the way i've done it and the way i've done it is i validate his feelings i go i know you don't want to do this yeah it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I said. And, and, and then does it, because because I I said to Jim last night, I said, there's this three-year-old, and we both have, he's a doctor, we both have, you know, degrees, university degrees, and we can't manage this. And well, we there both was have not children. a course for this. There's no course you. for this. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know, I know. Anyway, thanks for your advice yesterday. I, I, hope, <laughs> I hope it does something. Tell me, tell me what you said, though. I love that, and I tried to repeat to my husband last night about when Kobe doesn't want to go to bed. Because he wants to watch TV. What was your statement to I, I go, that. the TV is here every day. Right. Do you ever not get to watch TV? Right. No. I said, the TV will be here. And then I said, I promise you, you'll be able to watch it tomorrow. Okay, I like that. That's positive reinforcement. Yeah. I <laughs> try to be as logical as possible, even though he's being extremely illogical. You know, when I first met you, I never thought I'd say, hey, can you give me some parenting advice? <laughs> <laughs> when I first met you, I never thought I'd be able to give it to you. I love it. I love it. How that really is helpful. That's yep. helpful. What's, What's on, your on mind? my mind? Yeah. Hey, man, listen, if you're on a bicycle today, yeah. throw on some reflectors, <gasps> you know? Really? Like, oh, my gosh, today... Someone just popped out of nowhere while I was driving. I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. it was so scary. And I, I don't think the, the person, I'm not sure if they knew that they couldn't be seen. It was a dark bicycle, dark clothing. Yeah. I mean, it was it was almost a whole thing. Yeah. Like, put some, like, if I was on a bicycle at 5 in the morning, I'd have, on, like, a strobe light uh-huh. on, on every part of my body. Yeah. I'd want everyone to see me. So I'm just giving everybody, even pedestrians, a word of advice. You really don't understand how invisible you are. You think we can see you, no. but you have no idea. We can't. Our headlights A lot of times we can't see you. Right. And the other thing I'll say, when it gets rainy in the fall season, yeah. it's worse. <sighs> we can't see you at all. So just remember, just yeah. a little extra dose of reflectability if you can. Uh, Azalea, anything on your mind this morning? I woke up exhausted. <laughs> yep. I had a long night last night, but an exciting one. Um, but today I'm excited because I'm going to see for the first time ever 
The Marilyn Dennis Show. Yeah. Ah, ah, that's <laughs> that's gonna be that, that's going, going to be an, that's going to be an experience. It is. Yes, I'm excited. Yes, we're doing a big makeover show. 13, 13 seasons, thirteen makeovers in one hour. Thirteen seasons, thirteen makeovers. Yeah. Lucky number thirteen for those folks. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. nice. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> My first show. I'm excited. All okay, right, cool. <laughs> All those good things happening. With Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. This study must have been done by a very, very frustrated parent. <laughs> uh, there's a new study that has found conclusively the age where kids start really, really testing their parents and not even just testing them, but questioning their judgment, questioning how much they could trust them, questioning if they, they could even believe the information their parents give them. And uh, at this age, you know, usually before that age, you can yeah. tell the kids whatever Anything. you want. And they kind of go, really? And yeah. they believe you. But there is a certain age where kids are just like, really? And the really turns a little more skeptical. That age is six years old. Now, wow. any parent right now, if you have a kid who's around six years old or approaching or just slightly out of six, or if you remember that age, you probably remember this point where the kids just became extremely skeptical of everything you said. Yes, questions you. Questions. Questions you. That's not true. Yes, that that thing. That's not what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's so interesting because this is a study done at Harvard. See, I think about people that cannot deal with kids sometimes when we think about how well educated we are. So they are concerned about this. When do we know that these kids are skeptical? Harvard and the University of Toronto both studied this. So it is it's a big deal. And they say, okay, really love your three-year-olds right now. They're so damn cute, even though they have tantrums. But get ready. Here's a lie I say to Everly, who's three years old. I want to watch Paw Patrol. I know, but it's not on right now. Mm-hmm. It's on all the time. But I don't want her to know that. Right. There's going to be an age right? where that's going to stop. Yeah. She could be like, really? Yeah. She might just pick up the remote and look herself. Uh-huh. She might, uh, you know, scroll through something and see that, hey, you said it's not on right now, but I can clearly turn it on right now. And they know how to use the remotes, don't they? Yeah, yeah. What about was, Kofi? Uh, he, no, he believes everything I say right now. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not there. Yeah, I'm I not either. I'm not either. He's three and a half, uh, at least three. Okay, so six is when that really edges in, huh? What they do is, uh, yeah. to study this, Yeah. They, they told the kids a bunch of, like, clearly fabricated information. For example... They give the kid a rock, and they just put the kid in the room with the rock, and they, they told the child that, hey, that's a really soft rock, and then they leave the child with it and not say anything, and not and, and they would uh, n- the child wouldn't be aware that they were looking at them, and after they told the child the rock was soft, all the children, six and older, would pick up the rock to see if it was soft. Six and under, they would pretty much leave it and go accept as is they would accept as is yeah 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 how about that the six-year-olds are going nah uh they're like is it really soft that doesn't sound right right Mm -hmm. so that's how they did it Mm -hmm. all right so uh tell us you can text the 104526 the last lie that your child called you out on or the last time your child attempted to call you out what was it about (laughs) and what were you trying to get them to believe uh was it about the uh the worthy the the how good your dinner tasted. Oh, this is great. <laughs> They're like, really? You can text us 104536. Marilyn Dennis and Jamar. Good morning. The Jam Morning Show. Good morning. Take us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. So they say, uh, according to the research, 
This is reaches that was done here at the University of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Six years old is the, the, the age where the children start questioning you and, and not even just questioning you, but they think that you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Six years old. So anything you tell them, they're going to challenge it and test it and come up to their own conclusion or at least try to. I mean, I think I waited till I mean, reality hit 12, 13 for me. Uh, funny you said that. Uh, someone texted in that they have uh, 15-year-old twins, and these twins think that their parent is the most uneducated person on earth. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know nothing, says parent. Yeah. Like, yeah. they know everything. And to top it off, uh, this person's a teacher. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, the, the kids yeah. literally think they 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 live with an uneducated teacher. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Um, they've resorted to telling this kid that I am Google Translate. That's who I am. <laughs> I'm Google everything. Um, someone said that I I used to tell my nephew that his name was written all over something. If it was something that he needed to eat or something that I wanted him to do, I'd tell him that his name is written all over it, so he had to do it. Then he got to the age where he says, I don't see my name anywhere. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Busted. <laughs> yeah. I, I have visions in my head on how I'm going to have this conversation with my kid at the point where I need to, to, to explain to him that I'm so much older than you. I know everything, and you don't know anything. I'm trying to figure out how it – so in my head, I see myself making like a timeline – and showing where on the timeline his age is and where on the timeline my age is. Like, I've lived this much longer than you. Oh, you do have to do that. This is what, I'm, this is what I'm thinking in yeah, my head. Yeah. This is how I'm going to break What's that down What's your statement? For yeah, yeah, your statement. Like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is where you are. This, this is, is where, where I am. am. And this is everything that's happened in between that you haven't learned yet. Yeah. I hope he goes for it. Is it a PowerPoint presentation? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's PowerPoint. I'm, I'm thinking about that. Okay. Um, All right. The parent says, for the longest time, I convinced my youngest daughter I was 25. This was until when she was 11, and then she learned math. Oh, dang. <laughs> Eventually, they're going to have to count. Exactly. Oh, uh, uh, well. Keep trying. Yeah, have to. Have yeah. to. <laughs> Gee, it's so much earlier. All right, fine. Uh-huh. Do it. Yeah. What's trending in Toronto with Azalea Hart? Let me know, let me know. Anyone who knows me knows that my most favorite fast food, food truck, food court snack or meal, I guess, is a poutine. I just love poutine. It's just my weakness. So there's this restaurant in British Columbia that is serving a poutine for $67. And calling what it the Maple Leaf Poutine. What is that? Canadian dollars? Seven Canadian. <laughs> what are they doing? But here's the thing: it's not like it's a special poutine with gold flakes and caviar and lobster on it. <laughs> this <laughs> that actually sounds good, right? I know. I take so. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not fans of the leaves, and I know the sixty-seven dollar price tag is already a punch to the gut. But the real punch to the gut comes in the description of. What they said this poutine is. They said, in usual Leafs fashion, a cold, overpriced dish served with underperforming gravy, ice cold fries, and a side of disappointment. Ouch. Oh, 67 bucks. And the Habs poutine, just for comparison, is $12.95. Well, there you go. I mean, come on, man. (laughs) But, you know, I take that. So they did, so they... And to Did add it with the prices up only when the 
when the leaves are in town? Is that what? what? No, they like it, that is just the price. That we is need, on the menu. We it's need a, to come up with a recipe for a, a Vancouver poutine, and uh, and and a description. Yeah. Like what is on it? Hockey fans start texting the description <laughs> of the Vancouver poutine to one zero four five three. Do they have a hockey team? Yeah. The, oh, uh, the sorry. Jets. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the Jets. Yeah, so. I'm sorry. The oh, the Canucks. 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 Got it. I, got it. I, I went well, to Winnipeg by accident. To add um, yeah. insult to injury, though, if you show up there in a, any sort of Leafs gear, also, they're adding a surcharge, a ah! fan surcharge to <laughs> Come your on, bill. man. What are you doing? 2%. What are they doing? Um... So, so just don't do that. <laughs> so this is 17 Mile House Pub. If you're planning a trip to BC anytime soon, you just want to We've got to think laugh. about the worst attributes of BC. The worst things. Can about, I just say something? What, what are the worst things about that there place? There aren't any. Oh, come on. There's got to be something terrible. Yeah, no, I'll tell you what. I, one thing I know about BC, I mean, and it's just, it's, it's stunning. And they've right. got that. They've got that. It is beautiful. It's very expensive to live in BC. Okay. Very hard to, to rent in there. Uh, and and, it, and I got to tell you, people uh, for the most part are very healthy in BC. Right. I mean, they they have got the mountains, Jamar. They've got the ocean. Okay. I mean, you how know, what's the average life expectancy for someone from BC? Gosh, I don't know that. Okay. Well, that, <laughs> look at. That, I'll tell that, you. What. That'll be the questions I, this guy asked. I just wanted. That'll be the average life expectancy. Yeah. That, that will be the price of yeah. their poutine. Wow. If you okay. live to ninety-seven, it's a ninety-seven dollar poutine because you live so long, right? Oh. Sixty-seven okay. dollars. Pay it off. <laughs> right. Exactly. Sixty-seven bucks uh, as a uh, ode to when the uh, Leafs last won the cup. Okay. All right. Sixty-seven. Okay. All right. Well, I guess it's, it's, you should also note that this is it a hurts. joke. And that they pro- they probably won't actually serve this to somebody. I don't think if somebody orders this, they're going to say, okay, are you serious? <laughs> you know? So we have that to hope for. Yeah. But don't that's they, what's trending. Don't they have a lot of evergreen trees there? Oh, my gosh. Jamar, it's beautiful. Well, let's sprinkle the poutine with evergreen <laughs> needles. Okay. <laughs> that sounds festive. Yeah, that sounds I, festive I, and minty. <laughs> Very minty. I don't know. <laughs> they have a lot of orcas there. Oh my gosh, they've got, I, I, I gotta get you out there. Pamela Anderson lives out there. Michael J. Fox, uh, so many people. Um, uh, uh, Sarah, who's the singer? Come on, guys. Uh, McLaughlin. McLaughlin loves it out there. Brian oh, Adams like this loves game. it out there. Michael oh. Bublé lives out there. They, uh, Hayden Christensen, a little bit of Star Wars uh, information. Yes. Jason Priestley. The Eric Darth McCormack. Vader poutine. That's what Nano two one zero. Yeah, that's all he had to say. Elvis Jason Costello. Do I have to keep going? There's something about that, you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Stunning. I got to get you out there. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll get there soon. Okay. Marilyn Dennis and Jamar. When you wake up, wake up. Mornings on Chum one zero four five. Changes in the job market that you may not be aware of. Um, if you are applying for a job anytime soon. Uh, take a look at your resume and make sure you haven't done one of these things. There are terms, phrases, and even words that once upon a time were used on a resume uh-huh. that are now no-nos. Passe. How about that? Mm-hmm. You want to hear some of them? Yeah. Let me... Okay. Uh, first of all, putting your full address on a resume is not a thing anymore. If I look at my most recent resume, 100% my address is on there. Yeah. I'll look at it right now. I'm, I'm I almost certain it's on there, but they're saying... That it's it's not even necessary. Okay. Um, most people just use their email address, and it's also sort of a security risk. Maybe. You know, like if if the resume goes somewhere, you you only need your address for uh, HR and internal stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Look and at they my, send you the big fat check because you got the job. Look at my stupid address on the top of my but, resume. Look at it. Just like, what yeah, are you but, doing? But that? you know what? That's what we were taught to do. Yeah. So now. No re- no, no, no address. address. Uh, all you need is the city and uh, the province, and that's it. Okay. Um, remember, the, you used to have an objective statement? Like, objective. To come in and do the best jobs I can and right. da 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 or to, to achieve. Da, da. You don't need an objective statement anymore, they say. Okay. Just a few lines on the top about the specific job you want and why you are a good fit for the job. Okay. Yeah, an objective. I, I never understood that objective statement. My objective is to make money. That's it, right? Yeah, yeah. But they, they used to tell us to do that. No more. Um, You know how you used to put your entire work history from the first job you ever had to the last? That Not would, needed That anymore. would be a book for me. There it is. So, so we don't need to. We just need to know what? The latest? Just the latest. Just the latest stuff, relevant experience to the specific job you're, uh, okay. you're, um, you're applying for. Yeah. And if your, resume, if your resume, for some reason, goes two pages, it's probably too long. I'm going to have to say that's such a good point because when we get press releases here mm-hmm. and there's too many words mm-hmm. and there's too much stuff on it and it goes over two pages, yeah. people don't go through that. Yeah, two-page resumes. Yeah. I mean, you just yeah. need one page. Don't bury the lead. Uh, good call. Mm-hmm. Um, weak statements such as, I helped. I was partly responsible for. Yeah. I was in charge of. Those are weak statements. You need to use stronger action verbs that make you sound more in control and more impressive. Yes. I managed. I improved. That's an actionable thing. I generated. I streamlined. Right. You see how these are just moving clear, forward kind of. These thing. are more clear, concise, yeah. moving forward kind of oh, more good... more momentum type words. So manage. Streamlined, yeah. improved, yeah, generated. That's great. Yeah. All right. Okay. And that that filler statement on every resume that always got under my skin. They finally said we don't need it anymore. What's that? References available upon request. Like, uh, it just it just goes without saying. Yeah. Yeah. If they want the references, they will request it. Yes, they will. That's so right. You don't need it. So you, that's a that's a one pager right there. That's it. Love it. That's it. Okay. Get your resume out and make the changes. I needed to make the change of mine, too. Well, do I? No, you don't. I don't. Okay. Not after, <laughs> I, right now, I'm going to say all, all is well. Okay, thank you. Okay. Okay. Time to wake up. <laughs> Marilyn Dennis and Jamar. The Jim Morning Show. When I am annoyed at something or somebody or even myself, Denzel Washington. Comes into your brain? It's Denzel. He's the voice in my head yeah. narrating my my <laughs> angst. It's like it's like a movie trailer. Yeah, and he's your movie trailer voiceover. Yeah, and it's like him in Training Day. Oh, <laughs> what he, wow! He that's so a good. that's a that's a tough role, and that was an excellent movie. Exactly. That's exactly. a tough Denzel in that one. Who, yeah. who is the voice in your head? I think everyone has some yeah. kind of voice. Yeah. If it's not your own voice, yeah. there is a voice in your head that you use. Yeah. When you're having these conversations, do you have one? Yeah, I do. I have two actually, and they they split because they they each have their category of why. Uh, if we're talking money, investment, that kind of stuff, or, you know, should I buy this or should I buy that for like when it talk like housing and that kind of stuff? Gotcha. My dad. Oh, there it is. My dad. Was he a strong character oh, yeah. in that? In that uh... Very strong character, you know, and he surprised me sometimes with some of the answers he gave me. But when it comes to, you know, pouring a glass of wine, should I buy another black dress? <laughs> what about that? It's my mother. Oh, look at that. Marilyn, do you really need another glass of wine don't you think that's enough that's what i hear that's what you hear i go yeah and i say out loud i know i'm having another glass of wine it's friday leave me alone
Okay. <laughs> I just do because you I speak, feel you her speak spirit. Back, you I, speak back to the voice? I do speak to her voice because I know. I know. I, I do hear that, yeah. Voice in your head. Is there a character <laughs> that plays when, when you're talking? You know, I want to say that it's still me, but it's like the bad gal version of the, me. The, oh. You know? The, the ton-up version of you? Right. Oh. So if I'm mad about something or whatever, or... Similarly, if I want to buy something, but then that voice says, like, yeah, yeah you deserve it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you deserve it. Get it. <laughs> Is there another name for that? Money will come back. Yeah. I don't know. No, oh. I don't. You, it's always a zillion. I'll just say, yeah, it's just me. It's just, I don't know, more confident version? Yeah. The one that's sure. The one that's sure, that's sure that things are going to be okay. And thinks you've got all the money buy, in the world. Right. You know, the rich some, azalea. The rich azalea in yeah. my head, yes. Right. You know there's some people who don't hear a voice in their head when they, when they like, through the day? I, I, I wow. Very specific I thing. There's some people, if you're one of those people, let us know. Yeah. I wonder what that's like because I just love talking to myself. I just, right, I like just if you're home myself. and you're just thinking yeah. like, okay, I got to do the dishes, da, da 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 and you're thinking in your head, they, yeah. they don't have that voice. Can you See, imagine? And I have the Marilyn voice. Uh-huh. Right. And then there's the Carolyn voice. Who's Carolyn? Carolyn? Well, Marilyn is me. Okay. Carolyn is like, you oh. get this done. Okay. Alter get this ego? Done. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, Carolyn. it's like, you know, Beyonce <laughs> has one too, right? Sasha Fierce. I know. <laughs> but then there's the there's a judgmental or guidance thing of my parents. Yeah, right. yeah. So I, that's why I said to you at the beginning, like, I have a couple of voices, but they're within the family. They're not like a movie star. Very interesting. Very <laughs> yeah. interesting. Well, let us know if there is a voice or if it's just a blank space. Wow. Mornings Unshown with Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. No inner monologue. No voice in your head. It's actually a real condition. It's called aphantasia, if I'm reading it correctly. It's uh, sometimes called blindness of the mind's eye. How about that? Oh, that's interesting. I've never heard about that. Yeah, uh, if you experience that, you can't have visualizations in your mind. You can't mentally picture things. Like things like, just picture a bedroom. I can see my bedroom right now. Some people can't do that. that. Some people can't talk to themselves in their head. They have to always speak out loud or write Mm. it down. Interesting. Must be a really, really challenging. I mean, if you think about how many times, even you, maybe in your car right now, Listening to the show, if you're by yourself. When we're talking to you, you're probably just talking back to us, right? Yeah. How many times have you gone, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, but you said it right. in your head. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't it's it be great if we could talk back to them? I don't know. <laughs> I hope that's coming soon. Are you really wearing that to work today? Just what are you doing? <laughs> Put on your blinker. Don't don't listen. Don't be surprised. One day that's going to happen. Can you imagine if we could talk back to them oh on the radio? Oh my gosh, it's so great. Hey, speed it up, speed it up. Come on, Let's you don't see go. that blue Toyota in front of you? Come on, come on, hurry up, hurry up. I would love that. All right. Well, some people don't have the inner monologue. Yeah. And many people do. Who do they hear? Uh, someone just said that they hear Viola Davis mm-hmm. in their head. Can you imagine having such a strong voice in your head? You could never be late for work. Never. <laughs> you could never not wake up. <sighs> Great. Another person says, um, I have a few voices in my head, says the texter. All depends on what I'm talking to myself about. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I use a British accent. Oh. How funny is that? It's like I your, actually on, on your ways. You know, you I, it? Yeah, you can change the accent. I actually hear a Jamaican accent in my head when I, when I speak to myself many well, times. It's interesting because many when times. I talk to people that are, for example, like when we interview people and they're bilingual, I yeah, go, yeah. Do, you, do you speak those thoughts in your native language or, or do you dream? Uh, That's a good question. Some people do. do. They do. Yeah, some they people, do. like if they speak French and yeah. English or yeah. Spanish and English, they'll, right. and you'll catch them every now and then. Because they'll be like, uh, uh, because what they're doing, they're trying to translate into what they're trying to talk to you. That's amazing to me. Sometimes I do it on the show. I'm like talking, I I think I did it yesterday. I was like, wait, what do I want to say? 
and I had to switch. It's about to tell you some like off Patois Jamaican word. Yeah, I was right. like, no one's no. gonna know what I'm saying. Right. And I have to switch it. Interesting. Okay. Another texter says James Earl Jones is the voice they hit in their head. Uh, well, you said but that. You yesterday. said that yesterday. Yeah. Someone just texted. You can't steal my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you like said that. you said Denzel today, but yesterday you said J- James Earl Jones. So I'm gonna say very strong male voices. Yeah. In your, in your head. Yeah, try. Yeah, yeah. Try. They and stay there. And a little bit of Star Wars in there. <laughs> let's not. Let's face it, right? <laughs> Can you imagine? I hear Darth Vader all day. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, to the voices in your head, keep them going. Have good talks and good thoughts. Positive talks in your head, by the way, too. That's very important, right? Right. Yep. Very important. Speak positively to yourself, because thoughts become things, and you want those things to be positive. Mm-hmm. Do it. What's trending in Toronto with Azalea Hart? Let me know, let me know. Well, last night at Evergreen Brookworks was the Michelin Guide announcement hosted by yours truly and Michelin's international director, Gwendol Polnick. Uh, this was highly anticipated in the foodie world here. Uh, we revealed the 13 restaurants that would be getting one Michelin star. Um, and earlier we were talking about how these restaurants are chosen. So there are inspectors that anonymously go to these establishments. They went in May, and they have the secret criteria on how they choose and narrow down the restaurants uh, from uniqueness, service, quality, etc. And for those who don't know what the Michelin Guide is, it's basically just a list of the best of the best restaurants for tourists or celebrities when they want to come to Toronto and they say, you know, where should I eat? They're going to look through the Michelin Guide, and that's going to tell them the best places to go. So some of the one-star restaurants are Aloe and Aloe Bar Yorkville, Don Alfonso 1980, Shushin Enigma Yorkville, and only one restaurant received two Michelin stars, uh, Sushi Masaki Saito on Avenue Road. Uh, that restaurant, their website was just it just crashed last night wow, wow. because so many people were trying to make reservations because as soon as it was announced... Of course, everybody wants to go because they want to be the people they that go to the two-star right. Michelin restaurant. Right. And so three stars are super rare to get, but having two stars is just such an accomplishment. Wow. Um, so for the guide, 74 restaurants representing 27 different cuisines are being recognized, um, which is just crazy because Toronto is so diverse. And the fact that we could even have more than 27 different cuisines represented is is remarkable. Um, so there's 17 Bib Gourmand designations. So Bib Gourmand is basically for restaurants that offer quality food where you can get two courses and a glass of wine or dessert for less than $60. So good food plus, yeah, you know, not breaking the budget. Affordability. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. So there's, I'll tell you some of those. So because those are the ones I feel like a lot of us are going to be going to. Alma, Asian cuisine. Bar Raval, which is Spanish. Uh, Campechano, Mexican, right at King in Portland. They have amazing tacos. I've been there a few times, and uh, they have really good margaritas as well. Ah. Cherry Street Barbecue, Fat Pasha from Middle Eastern. And I'm just so happy that our restaurants are being recognized. Like, I mean, I feel like I've known for a long time that our food scene is absolutely on fire. I looked at that list and shared it with Jamar, and a lot of those names of those restaurants <clears throat> have been suggested by Caitlin Green. Oh. Right. So she's a missing star. Seeker. Star she, Seeker. And she, like, you and knows. I have attended one of those with her, she's which a, was Winona. She's a Michelin astronomer. Yeah. 
Yeah, Winona was good. It was very good. So it, it's so good to know that when people, the recommendation, you're right, how do you use this? Right. How do you use this? And there's affordability, but the, and for exactly. that, the food is great. They're not quite up there yet, but they're going to get there. So, so you know the service is going to be impeccable. You look yeah. great last night, by the way, too. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Fantastic. Um, I'm watching. I wore a color. I'm watching. No, you finally, right? I know. <laughs> I'm watching the coverage of the Michelin star thing, and then all of a sudden I see who else walk onto stage the Michelin man, like the actual yeah. mascot. Am I the only one that didn't know that it was the same Michelin? You know, I got a lot of people DMing me about that, saying that I only realized today that it's the actual Michelin man that comes out. The Michel- So the Michelin, like, puffy guy is yeah. the one is the arbiter of greatness in restaurants? I know. They could have used the Kool-Aid guy. <laughs> Call it, like, the Kool-Aid star. Like Because even the stars <laughs> actually look like flowers yeah like when they say you come and get your star it's like a flower with a heart yeah it's quite cute actually. it could have been captain crunch right <laughs> <laughs> like, i just think that's interesting if anybody wants to see footage of it i've, I've been i've been seeing it pop up on cb24 all day so you might spot me in my pink jacket oh, uh, um and i posted great. a lot on my instagram as well so you can check that out at as it is it is mind-blowing you know that we don't associate michelin tires with the michelin star yeah it's it I, is pretty mind-blowing and i'm with you on it's this. actually fun i'm with you on this because i thought oh that sounds familiar right. it must be spelled with one less l or no no right it's no. the same thing it's the michelin man it's him <laughs> who knew the michelin man was classier than me such a fun great chase, darling there you go. You're very fancy. Okay. Okay. Well, just a reminder again that these restaurants are the first in Canada I know. to That's get their so stars good. in the entire country. Very nice. Yes. Boy, that history was made. Oh, for sure. Um, so maybe try to go to those restaurants as soon as you can because they're going to be swamped for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah. But try. Okay. Thank you. When you wake up, when you wake up, wake up, Toronto. Wake up, baby. It's Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. I wake up early every morning. Wake up. Week two of Tiff, and we are Tiffin. Tiffin hard. Yes. You are. <laughs> you know, I don't know how you manage. Like, you're on the red carpet the night before, and then you come up and do this show the next morning. Yeah, it's just it's just all fun, really. Yeah. I mean, enjoy them both, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yesterday was very, very enjoyable. Um, the, the movie Moving On had their red carpet premiere yesterday uh-huh. at Tiff, and uh, you want to talk about a cast of just legends. Um, of course... The one and only Jane Fonda. Oh, Jane, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm McDowell. Wow. Wow. Got a chance to talk to him. Yeah. The legendary comedian and uh, labeled first black action hero ever, Mr. Shaft himself, Richard Roundtree. Oh, my gosh. Listen to that. Oh, my gosh. I think he's so handsome. I remember that first movie, Turtleneck, Leather Jacket. Yeah chain necklace <laughs> and, that, and that look i just think of my dad when i hear this, like, this, is, this, stuff. <laughs> hey, this is serious stuff <laughs> playing, playing this music and thinking he was the man like, yeah, yeah yeah what are you doing but yeah richard John roundtree Shaft. he was there yeah oh that's there. cool i got a chance to talk to him Very cool. uh also got a chance to talk to lily tomlin oh lily legendary comedian oh i love her so grace and frankie yeah and so many other great things jane I mean, fonda's bestie right really, truly in real life yes amazing yeah, amazing yeah. and uh the moment i spent where it was great uh we talked about um just comedy in general and where's uh-huh. this thing going take a listen uh well in many ways we're getting less funny i think so too 
you know, uh, people are a little afraid about what to take a, a ta attack a subject or or just to celebrate a subject. Right. They uh, and yet in other ways there are people who are really wonderfully funny and more people are doing it and there are m many more women in in the in comedy. Thanks to people like her. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's tough to be a comedian right now. It's tough to be. Sure. Well, yeah. A lot of things are changing, yes. redefining. Yeah, yeah. Who, who wants to hear what? What's acceptable? Right, and right. you know, what circles should you be saying things, yeah. or should you say them at all? Yeah. So, uh, it is a uh, yeah. Did you tough ask, crowd. Did you ask about her bestie? I sure did. I know that's what everyone wants to know. Yeah. Uh, how is Jane Fonda doing? Oh, she's doing. She's great. She's wonderful. She's uh, told me to tell everyone that she's doing great. She. She'll beat. She'll beat it completely. Yeah, the word on the street is that the the type of cancer she has is yeah. highly treatable, mm -hmm. and they're very hopeful that she'll be back on her feet in no time. She gave so much of her time on the red carpet. That's so awesome. Sure did. That's a legend right there. You spoke to a legend, a comedic legend. Ah! I I, I was uh, I was so happy I was pretty starstruck. I was like, wow, I she's right it. in front of my face. You know what? I have to say too. She was like, she was right in front of your face, and she's always seems when she does interviews. You you are no exception. She connects with the person who's talking to her. She's listening, gracious, and yeah. takes her time and yeah. wants to answer the question. She's not dismissive at all. She was great. So the movie's called Moving On. Moving On. All right. That big that big one. old cast. A lot of okay. people in there. All right. Oh, uh, later on today, if you're following us at Chum1045, I will post a video. Of how I left Richard Roundtree speechless. Yes, you did, and I've got to say, you <laughs> did the right thing, and uh, and there's a really good reason why you left him okay, speechless. Okay, okay, uh, it's excellent. You should follow us and get yeah. ready for that video. Yeah, you'll love it. it you'll enjoy it. It was a good moment. Do it. Yeah. What's trending in Toronto with Azalea Hart? Let me know. Let me know. Anyone who knows me knows that my most favorite fast food food truck food court snack or meal, I guess, is a poutine. I just love poutine. It's just my weakness. So there's this restaurant in British Columbia that is serving a poutine for $67 and calling what it the Maple Leaf Poutine. What is that, Canadian dollars? 67 Canadian. <laughs> what are they doing? But here's the thing. It's not like it's a special poutine with gold flakes and caviar and lobster on it. <laughs> this... <laughs> That actually sounds good. Right? I know. I take so, <laughs> <laughs> so they're not fans of the leaves. And I know the $67 price tag is already a punch to the gut. But the real punch to the gut comes in the description of what they said this poutine is. They said, in usual leaves fashion, a cold, overpriced dish served with underperforming gravy, ice cold fries, and a side of disappointment. Ouch. Oh. 67 bucks. And the Habs poutine, just for comparison, okay. is $12.95. Well, there you go. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> oh, hi, but, you know, I take that. So they did, so they. And to did add. Did put the prices up only when the, when the leaves are in town? Is that what? No, they, like, it, that is just the price. That we is need, on the menu. We so, need to come up with a recipe for a, a Vancouver poutine and, uh, and, and a description. Yeah. Like, what is on it? Hockey fans start texting the description <laughs> of the Vancouver poutine to 104.53. Do they have a hockey team? Yeah. The, oh, uh, the sorry. Jets. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Jets, yeah. So. No, 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 the Jets. 
I'm sorry. The oh, the Canucks. Got it. Got it. Well, to Adam, yeah. insult to injury, though, if you show up there in a, any sort of Leafs gear, also, they're adding a surcharge, a ah! fan surcharge to <laughs> Come your on, bill. man. What are you doing? 2%. What are they doing? Um, so, so just don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> so this is 17 Mile House Pub. If you're planning a trip to BC anytime soon, you just want to We've got to think laugh. about the worst attributes of BC. The worst things. Can about, I just say something? What, what are the worst things about that there place? There aren't any. Oh, come on. There's got to be something it's, terrible. Yeah, no, I'll tell you what. I, one thing I know about BC, I mean, I, and it's just, it's, it's stunning. And they've right. got that. They've got that. It is beautiful. It's very expensive to live in BC. Okay. Very hard to, to rent in there. Uh, and right. and I got to tell you, people uh, for the most part are very healthy in BC. Right. I mean, they they they've got the mountains, Jamar. They've got the ocean. Okay. I mean, you how know. what's the average life expectancy for someone from BC? Gosh, I don't know that. Okay. Well, that, <laughs> look at. That, I'll tell that, you. What. That'll be the questions I, this guy asked. I just wanted that'll be the average life expectancy. Yeah. That, that will be the price of yeah. their poutine. Wow. If you okay. live to ninety-seven, it's a ninety-seven dollar poutine because you live so long, right? Oh. Sixty-seven okay. dollars. Pay it off. <laughs> right. Exactly. Sixty-seven bucks uh, as a uh, ode to when the uh, Leafs last won the cup. Okay. Sixty-seven. All right. Well, I guess it's. it's you should also note that this is it a hurts. joke. And that they pro- they probably won't actually serve this to somebody. I don't think if somebody orders this, they're going to say, okay, are you serious? You know? So we have that to hope for. Yeah. But don't that's they, what's trending. Don't they have a lot of evergreen trees there? Oh, my gosh. Jamar, it's beautiful. Well, let's sprinkle the poutine with evergreen needles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds festive. Yeah, that sounds I, festive I, and minty. <laughs> Very minty. I don't know. <laughs> they have a lot of orcas there. Oh my gosh, they've got, I, I, I gotta get you out there. Pamela Anderson lives out there. Michael J. Fox, uh, so many people. Um, uh, uh, Sarah, who's the singer? Come on, guys. Uh, McLaughlin. McLaughlin loves it out there. Brian oh, Adams like loves game. it out there. Michael oh. Bublé lives out there. They, Hayden Christensen, a little bit of Star Wars uh, information. Yes. Jason Priestley. The Eric Darth McCormack. Vader routine. That's what Nano you do. 210. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he had to say. Elvis Jason Costello. Do I have to keep going? There's something about that. You know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Stunning. I got to get you out there. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll get there soon. Okay. Don't, don't wake it up. Mornings on Chum. With Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. It is kind of nice now, you know. It's uh, it's beautiful out. Uh, this is my favorite time of year. Yeah, I know it is. Mm-hmm. I know it is, and I usually throw you shade for it, but I'm actually enjoying it. Yeah, so I good. take those shady words back. Thank you. It's very there won't nice be much there. shade left because the leaves are starting to turn and uh, they're going to fall off. But let's not talk about winter. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy this. This is a good good weather for walking and being outside. And yeah. there's still, you know, there's still patios that are still open. It's going to warm up again. It will we'll get one last little blast. Yeah, of, uh, if you that's right. Before. Yeah. Okay. But tomorrow, warning for everybody, according to some weather forecasters, it's going to be chilly. Very chilly. It's sweater weather. Sweater weather. I like it. I do love sweater weather. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You get all the thick knits out. Yeah. The high socks, the oh, boots, the big sweat, the big scarves. This is when the real fashion happens. Right? Exactly. It, it is, and it gets to hide the, your real body. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. We'll, like we'll be hiding in our clothes I'm in no okay time. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast, Chum 104.5. Podcast.